I would say that if you cannot reduce, reuse, repair, remanufacture, repurpose, you know, reprocess, then you should reconsider and reject. Hello and welcome to the season two of Understanding the Future. I'm your host Punit Gandhi and Climate Center for Cities is excited to bring to you a podcast about the future of work in the field of climate change, urban development, sustainability and innovation. We will talk to experts working on ground as well as in the top management of government and non-governmental organizations to better understand how the field looks like in future. This will help us in preparing to enable climate actions as well as gauge the type of skill sets and jobs that would be required in future to solve complex challenges. If you are listening to it for the first time, do tune into Season 1. Hello and welcome to the Season 2 of Understanding the Future podcast. I am your host, Punit Gandhi, and today we have with us Mr. Heyman Chaudhary. He is the founder and executive director of Circular Economy Alliance Australia. He will help us better understand the topic of circular economy. Hello, Mr. Heyman. Welcome to Understanding the Future podcast. Hello, Punit. How are you? Good to see you again. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Hamant. I'm good. So let's start with the first basic question of what is circular economy and what do we understand that in terms of urban areas? Uh, are we, what are we looking at? Yeah, look, we need to kind of demystify circular economy. The term circular economy has gained a lot of currency in the last five, six years. So you see a lot of people using this term. So we need to really understand what is circular economy. And I'll perhaps put a bit of a context to it. Sure. Circular economy is not a new thing if you really understand the concepts and the principles that sit behind circular economy. Yeah. In fact, yeah. 50 years ago, my grandparents practiced circular economy. Your great yeah. grandparents or parents practiced circular economy without being taught. Yeah. It was not something that they had to do some as a, they didn't have to think about it. It was something which was a natural part of leading your life. And it was primarily because the entire lifestyle that people had, they had very limited choices. It was not a very strong consumer society. Only in the last 50 years in the world as a whole, we have seen a, an exponential rise in the way we are consuming resources. And to give an idea, you know, in 2000 and in, in, in the seventies, the world as a whole consumed or extracted close to 26 billion tons of uh, resources every year. And you look at now 2020, we are cross hundred billion tons per annum. And with the current growth of population and the rate of consumption of resources, if you put them together, there are estimates that we would be consuming to the extent of 180 to 200 billion tons of resources every year in another 20 years. Now, clearly, this is not sustainable. Clearly, this is not something that, you know, we can manage not, not just from a environment impact perspective, but also from a resource availability perspective. 
you know we we would be at some stage running out of these resources and the lifestyle that we have created is based on this resources to be made available for infinity yeah. so there is a fundamental issue here is issue of resource availability and then also the issue of the environmental damage and climate change is just one aspect of it but other damage because of you know the way we are actually processing and disposing the resources yeah. so to go back to now circular economy so what is circular economy there are various ways you can actually explain it one is in it is you could call it doing more with less that is circular economy yeah. going back long time stitching time saves nine we used to say that is circular economy yeah you know i always in my talks say that there is no such thing as waste waste is basically a resource at a wrong place yeah. so the whole so circular economy has to be understood from a philosophical point of view that it is more about how we create a lifestyle or how we live a lifestyle where we are maximizing the 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 resources we are keeping the resources in circularity yeah. and and so you are basically reducing the burden on virgin resources which are finite so so it's not a is not something that is very complex if you really understand what it is now how to deliver that objective of keeping your resources in circularity there are hundreds of different ways you can do it and and there are they can all work together or in parallel but point is this that at the end of the day in my view are there two objectives one is keeping your resources in circularity so we, we are and and they are both material resources as well as biological resources yeah and the yeah. second thing is minimize the environmental impact as a result of that and when you start to look at the combined benefits of it it provides phenomenal opportunities not uh, in terms of then economic uh, growth because you are doing more with less and also the the fact that now you got a better environment and the you know the damage associated with or the the cost associated with the mismanagement of our environment with whether it is water air soil you know yeah. how that that cost is mitigated and suddenly you have have a economic growth going with it so it's a model and it's a different model from a linear economy where you are actually just you know it's a take make dispose model here you are actually keeping your resources in circularity so i think once we understand that then everything that you do so you know i, I again another thing we used to use in in a in a common parlor was i would say that if you cannot reduce reuse repair remanufacture repurpose you know reprocess then you should reconsider and reject basically any approach so anything you do then you can design products for longer life you can design products for recycling and repurposing you can then look at changing from using your the energy source from renewable to non renewable sorry to from yeah. non renewable to renewable yeah. uh, the way around uh, so then every intervention that you make you know is circular economy so if i decide that okay i am going to actually rather than having excess lighting in my house i'm just going to use light when i, I need it i'm just i'm going to turn the fan off when i don't need it uh, i'm not going to keep the tap running these are all things at an individual level that i'm doing 
to basically deal achieve circular economy sure. at an individual level and then you can do that at a corporate level at a system level at a you know but again coming back to circular economy first of all you have to understand the thought behind it now when i said it was practice this is exactly what was happening going back 50 years where everything was built to last nothing was ever wasted in fact i recollect that i remember growing up in uh, going to my villages you know my grandparents place and i don't recollect that there was anything so such thing as a waste bucket uh, you know hardly anything was thrown out hardly anything you know i mean in a group of in a family joint family of 20 people um, what the waste that was produced by a group of uh, like a family of 20 is in a year would actually be less than what a, a nuclear family of three or four people can produce in a week yeah and this is the drastic change that the humanity has seen in the last 50 years and we are now st- because then it has become a major issue for us you know the statistics and you can perhaps you would have seen it per capita waste generation has gone up by 2 to 3000% in most of the cities in, in yeah. the world do remember reading it somewhere i might be a bit un- incorrect but somewhere close to half a kg to kg of waste we generate every day per person and that, that's a huge amount when we are looking at a linear ecosystem so let uh, can we can we break it down that what all kind of waste are we generating that really needs to be made circular hmm. and how then we will come to how do we make it as well yeah we we in adelaide is it was a good example here where we currently as a as a as a city we divert nearly 85% of waste from landfill so basically yeah. what it means is that as a as a as a this is for adelaide you are saying right where you live Correct. in south yeah. australia which is one of the higher uh, one of the most high efficiencies you can achieve and that is done because you know everything gets construction and demolition waste get recycled we we don't there is a ban to take it to landfill electronic waste is all recycled plastic yes and again you have to work on systems to make that happen and i had to create right kind of commercial instruments to make it happen plastics nothing goes to landfill in fact yesterday was the day day before yesterday we have banned now single use plastic so there right. is no single use plastic in the state we banned plastic bags in 2009 and now yeah. from yesterday no single so the plastic straws cutlery you won't find it in the market it is totally banned uh, and obviously you have to create and create an environment where there are there are alternatives provided for it and yeah. that's what work has to happen but point i'm making is this that um plastic organic waste glass aluminum cans newspaper cardboard construction and demolition waste commercial and industrial waste is all recycled in south australia in adelaide well wow. so and when i say all i am not trying to say everything but 85% is the current diversion okay. and hopefully yeah. we uh, we should be reaching even 90% because we are working pretty aggressively even yeah. on the food waste yeah so that's the something we are working very aggressively on so point i'm trying to make is there is this that everything technically can be repurposed or recycled yeah uh, at, at a household level so what is that goes that should go to a landfill hardly anything true so if you want to talk about circular economy you need to close the loop basically uh, and india yeah. perhaps and let me take a step back by doing this it is not costing us it's actually adding value so that's another thing that we need to understand is that when you look at a indian economy for example and you look at the way it is set up it cost billions and billions of dollars 
to the municipal corporations and the government to 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 collect and dispose waste yeah and in lot of cases unfortunately because of the legacy a lot of that waste disposal is not you know is basically they are not even landfills they are not even engineered landfills they are actually open dumps okay. causing a lot of air now imagine if if so there is a cost embedded cost of resource and also the cost of pollution yeah. which which and also there are three costs technically the three costs that the indian economy is currently bearing one is the 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 cost of collection and 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 transport and disposal the second cost is the cost of that the opportunity cost loss because you are technically what you are sending to landfill has a value right hmm. and you are not you are not capturing that value that's the second cost and the third cost is the environmental cost so it is not as it is not a sustainable model on the yeah. other hand by doing what we are doing in a circular economy model the state makes you know billions of dollars in revenue sure. and uh, when you talk about waste we are not just talking about by the way material waste or solid waste we should also talk about waste water yeah storm water these are all resources right so storm water recycling waste water recycling adds billions of dollars to the state economy because of you know that water is currently used for irrigation and market gardeners and for growing vegetables and fruits and everything else anything when you start to look at it's a resource that currently is going going to landfill there i have read some reports uh, in a year for example the world sends close to 120 billion dollars worth of plastic to the oceans wow because of disposal so the value of that plastic going to the ocean is close to 120 billion us dollars yeah that's a, that's that's money gone literally gone down the drain isn't it true and same thing could be said to other things like you know food waste is another example as a, yeah. you know currently you know more than a trillion dollars worth of food waste gets wasted uh, textile waste you know they say that two out of three garments are thrown within a year of of purchasing them and the cost is close to 400 billion us dollars per year of the garments just thrown into the bin into the landfill electronic waste close to 60 to 70 billion dollars of the electronic waste currently goes to landfill or uh, if at all they are doing something with it it is pretty uh, unsafe and unhygienic way of reprocessing it in in when you see people so we have there is a crying need for understanding that you know what the waste the waste and the wastage yeah. that we see because of not having circular economy is you know from all accounts costing the world close to 4.5 trillion us dollars a year yeah. on the other hand this is a crisis there is environmental crisis there is a resource uh, availability crisis you should be looking at make turning this crisis into an opportunity true you know everybody has and you would have seen those reports and they are out in the public domain that indian gdp could go up by 30% up to 30% by circular economy because you are doing more with less a book was published nearly 25 years ago or 30 years ago called factor 4 and what that book claimed and through number of examples from every field every sector that for the quality of life that we enjoy we should be able to have the same quality of life if not better at one fourth our resource intensity so imagine this as a nation say you are using x x amount of electricity x amount of whatever you should yeah. be having the same quality of life for one fourth of that uh, quantity yeah and so this I, can be done with this can be done with just thinking smart thinking in a preventative way thinking in a holistic and comprehensive way 
and again then then understanding that to reverse this to reverse this wastage you will have to put in certain regulatory measures policy measures educational measures and most importantly commercial measures like polluter pays principle yeah which which starts to put a value on this 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 thing only when you start putting value it will encourage recycling and all those things we for example in adelaide started in 1992 93 with a 5 dollars a ton for every ton of waste going to landfill we charge 5 dollars it was a bold move 30 years ago and the industry, the government the community was not ready for it but they were they were not happy with it they said oh, we'll, why should we pay extra yeah but we said that we are not going to use this 5 dollars a ton uh, this 5 dollars a ton that we are going to use is not going to be just going to the the government Uh, as a revenue it's going to be used for encouraging technology providers uh, to come into to recycling technology providers to 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 give them incentives to come into the market it's going to encourage waste minimization and it's it's going to start a process sure. of fo- focusing on waste because if it is no there is no price on this uh, cost to dispose it then it is high there is no incentive to recycle to minimize it yeah now from 5 dollars a ton we sit at 140 dollars a ton in 30 years wow. and that's that's what the councils will have to pay to take the waste to a, to a landfill yeah. what it has done is it has allowed then uh, all these various recycling and re- reuse technology providers to come into the market because they would actually go to the councils and say or to the government and say look instead of spending 140 dollars a ton and taking it to a landfill we will take it from you or you bring it to us for 100 dollars a ton or 80 dollars a ton so you save a fair bit of money we will take it from you we get money for taking it from you but i will add value to it by making a product out of yeah. it and and then we'll we'll sell it in the market as a recycled product and that will give us enough margin to be a sustainable viable business true so that is the way you encourage right so now this has created a huge industry Uh, of recycling and technology providers it has obviously as we discussed 85% of waste gets recycled and repurposed yeah. obviously it has all those environmental benefits but it has created an economic model which is very sustainable absolutely so i would like to really put this point and i cannot emphasize this point strongly yeah. enough is that we have to really look at this as an opportunity and for that to realize its opportunity we'll have to provide a strong um regulatory sort of a framework yeah. at the same time not just regulation a strong education and then a, a a commercial framework so you know polluter pays principle is sacrosanct yeah in allowing this transition to circular economy because it's when you talk about ecosystem and it uh, india has no dearth of entrepreneurs india has no dearth of very smart creative people but they this whole intellectual capital that sits in india needs to have a commercial capital backing it and that commercial capital will only be re- realized when there is a pricing mechanism put into the into the whole equation yeah and i and i hope that india does it in you know i i you know they look at this as an opportunity uh, because it could unlock 
wonderful economic spin off so you know there all these various ideas technology providers startups people yeah. who are doing startups you know they will have that financial certainty True. to to make a viable business out of it yeah i absolutely agree that this uh, administratively as well this requires a major shift in how we are functioning things and that is especially for everything that has already been done and the way we are already living uh, so that is where polluter pays come in as a very handy tool as well to make sure that okay we uh, waste as less a product as we can but this also gives us an opportunity to design everything new in a way that is circular that it can be because everything eventually starts from the design and i think that is where one of the major things about circular economy comes into picture uh, how do we design a product which is circular it is not about uh, not functionality but it is about can we dismantle the product again into basics so that it can be recycled easily instead of you know having to uh, and i guess uh, how can we encourage more of such things so that while older generation things are being processed administratively the newer generation of things can be done in a better format i think designing for circularity is a great concept and i wholeheartedly endorse it but there is a catch there and the catch is this that it has to be backed up with systems when i say systems i would share a experience that i had having a conversation with someone who was who is extremely senior with yeah. one of the you know groups from from uh, you know uni, uni, unilever and colgate palmolive you know this kind of so one of this yeah. two major multinationals and this person happens to be very senior and and when we were discussing designing for circularity they said that they are actually making their packaging by 2025 100% recyclable like a lot of the packaging not everything but a lot of the packaging they want to yeah. and they had spent a lot of money millions of dollars in some cases on research and development to make this packaging yeah. recyclable but the problem that they face is that after doing their end of the bid bargain they said that 80 to 90% of the packaging ends up into waterways and into the ocean because the, the this countries a lot of these countries from the asia pacific region don't have systems for proper collection and segregation yeah. and also reprocessing and also unfortunately don't have the education the community is not educated enough to or empowered enough to yeah. do it so this is what is a, is a challenge so yes at a micro level you can do it i'm saying at a micro level so imagine this that you are selling a niche product yeah. and and you create a buyback scheme or a, a where you know once it is at the end of the life it can be brought back to you yeah. and uh, you dismantle it and you that's that is perfectly possible a lot of that already happens in the you know in the kabaddi wala business in many ways but but i'm talking about you know if you want to design for circularity true the the design for circularity will have to be backed up with um, systems for circularity yeah I, i i do agree with it it's it's very important uh, that again especially uh, systems are very important on these lines and especially when we are looking at urban areas because uh, 
somewhere on those lines business models are much more easily feasible in urban areas just because of the sheer density of the people uh, mm. which might not be possible right now in small towns or villages so there is surely some cost point i do believe will make more sense to do it or at least start doing it in urban areas and so how how do we uh, so we are looking at construction and demolition waste as one of those water uh, recycling water resource management as another your just uh, usual domestic waste collection apart from industrial let's keep industrial aside as of now uh yeah. industrial might be easier to do it than domestic because domestic we generally mix up a lot of things if it is not been segregated any other specific things that we are missing out on when we are looking at it from urban context a lot of things could be done i mean i guess if i take a in my view circular economy should basically pervades every aspect of um okay. society it is not really only it should never be uh, associated only with solid waste which is yeah. which can be a real real danger if people only associate circular economy with, with with solid waste management it is not it is it is actually a very wrong way of looking at it um imagine this that improper storage of agricultural products you know or grains yeah improper transport of that or you know if it leads to a lot of wastage and you improve that situation isn't that circular economy it is that is circular economy because you are doing something which is basically avoiding wastage yeah so one of the another classical definition of circular economy is that you design out waste yeah think about it right? you are actually doing things which currently is leading to waste generation yeah so imagine that you realize that the fact that your improper storage of agricultural grain is costing uh, is wasting thousands and thousands of tons of grains for example yeah because you don't have dry conditions or you know all those kind of things and if you improve that then is is circular economy yeah you know so that's just an example which is outside so called waste management right yeah um designing efficient transport systems as i again as i give an example from a urban context yeah which allows you to minimize traffic congestion allows you to maximize utilization of other modes of transport like bicycles and stuff like that isn't that circular economy it is circular economy because you are technically reducing your dependence or reducing the fossil fuel use yeah you know if you are spending say hours and hours in a in a idle mode you know at traffic intersections yeah. imagine collectively how much fuel is being wasted okay so i think it is about a thing i i can i come back to it is thinking isn't it it's about yeah. how to generate more efficiencies in the system uh, which allow you to minimize waste and wastage so so as i said that's just two examples which are totally unrelated to solid waste yeah water is important because for example water in its purest form you know i always say we talk about water pollution or yeah. or waste water in my view water pollution is not a is basically a waste management issue isn't it because yeah. water when it comes from the from the rain uh, fall event and is is pure in its pristine form 
So sure. what happens to it afterward decides the the uh, the pollution. So imagine that we have got this legacy of discharging sewage into water bodies, yeah. unfortunately. Now, if you prevent that, and that basically means, or if you treat that wastewater, or if you prevent the water getting where sewage and other industrial effluent getting into water bodies, you have got far better quality water, which is going to improve your, you know, the whole water management operation, because yeah. you'll have better water, industries will benefit, community will benefit. True. So preventing preventing the pollution of water or treating wastewater to a quality which can be used for a beneficial purpose. Yeah. Isn't that circular economy? That is circular economy again, because it is not, you know, you're getting, you're, what you're doing is you're maximizing, you're maximizing the value of that resource. Yeah. At the moment, the, the value is not there for you because you are polluted it. True. So, so circular economy has to be looked from all those angles. Yeah. No, I, I agree with it. And I do believe that it's a very inherent thing in itself. Uh, I, I think we it's, a, it's apart from systemic change that we are looking for. I think it's a as you rightly pointed out before, it's a philosophical change in way of life as well. Uh, yes. Apart from that, it, it's very difficult. Could you, I think we do have a paucity of time, but last two questions on those lines would be, uh, one is, what are the new kinds of product service technology coming up in the market on these lines? Millions of them are coming in the market. There's no dearth of ingenuity and innovation in this space. Human beings by nature, and not just limited to India or Australia or any other part, are, are basically wanting to always improve the quality efficiency, uh, and they want to think outside the box. So many yeah. things, and and that's happening not just in technology space, in product space as well. Yeah, you know, there's so many products coming out. I saw recently, for example, and just an example of circular economy, where I saw because we spend we we send billions of toothpaste into landfill right you know yeah uh, uh, and so this 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 actually is like a tablet size um toothpaste so it's not even toothpaste like a tablet which yeah. you, you put in the mouth and then it froths and you can actually brush your brush your teeth using that and uh, okay. it comes in a, a glass jar and then whenever you run out of those those tablets which are used for brushing you just order more they come in a recycled packaging uh, okay. cardboard packaging so so suddenly by designing a product yeah a cons consumable uh, product uh, if you imagine that if that was that is the only way uh, so called toothpaste was delivered from a long we, we would have prevented billions of this toothpaste going uh, going to landfill sure. um, so that's just an example of a circular economy uh, approach that yeah you know simple but effective yeah absolutely and yeah i think that's that's the thing like every space we might go we just discuss so many different fields as well over here i'm sure there will be so oh, many look, more examples oh look so many examples i mean uh, it's not like and it is happening in every field and every tech product i mean um i must you know i've seen a there's recently there are I saw a couple of printers coming in the market and they are quite commercially available now. 
where they are actually not wanting cartridges they actually want to use tanks like uh, ink tanks and you yeah. just top up the ink as you finish so the uh, already they are in the market now and and good example of circular economy again in terms of design because you are minimizing your cartridges you know you just keep on topping up the ink a uh, good example of circular economy design right yeah. um, so so this i mean you would find everywhere i mean i'm not just uh, by any means suggesting and i'm pretty confident india would have so many of these wonderful things coming up uh, and um, uh, you know the innovation uh, uh, and the enterprise enterprising as nature of the indian young generation if they are allowed they are backed up by good systems and yeah i think india india could lead the world in this space Absolutely. we already do have leading the world in the it revolution yeah uh, why not lead in circular economy what a wonderful thing it would be and you know what india should have a natural advantage doing knowing the indian lifestyle and what was there yeah. in our civilization from a from ancient you know civilization we have uh, from time of upanishads and vedas um circular economy was was essential part of our psyche yeah our ancestors they worshiped nature they respected nature they respected the role they they, they realized that nature is not something we conquer or we tame because we are part of it so there was yeah. a genuine respect and that was reflected in the way we led our lives yeah, only for 30 years ago i remember 40 years ago in my grandparents time there was there was no use of organic fertilizers you know we had they had buffaloes cows and the manure was used for farming yeah. you know and agriculture and guess what uh, that was that was uh, and the quality of the produce was exceptionally good but that was uh, then came the era of artificial you know fertilizers and guess what that that technique technique of using manure was seen yeah. as old and antiquated guess True. what's happened in th- in 40 years now we have gone through that re- that whole process of using uh, artificial fertilizers pumping our soil with that and in the whole process now really degrading our soil yeah and now we want to go back to compost and manure again so we aren't we going back to the some of that wonderful wisdom yeah. that indian yeah. civilization had so again coming back to circular economy in my view we should not india if they want to be successful we should not look at circular economy from a european prism true i agree with that we should look at it from an indian prism yeah we should because why should we why should we not i mean and i have lived outside india for 30 years and having had a chance to travel around the world and look at various uh, approaches and uh, you know to circular economy what works what doesn't work um yes certain things have to be there like i mentioned polluter pays principle because people cannot just throw use and throw things they have to yes. there has to be value put on it but in terms of then approaching it from a uh, you know philosophical perspective indians india would have a natural advantage um sustainability was a integral part of our psyche yeah um and but i can see that if we don't grab this opportunity is going to you know we are going to miss out on this this uh, we are going to miss the bus put it this way i i do agree it's, it's very important and uh, so that i want to continue this 
point to our next question as well about how what kind of skill sets would be required would be i think a very general question for this because this is such a huge field that you pick any of this and there will be five different things required so i'll try to make it more precise on the line that uh, administratively if you are looking at it uh, what kind of skill sets do we require to develop the systemic changes okay good question apunit because it's is it, it, i i can i can give a few different answers because this is interesting yes um, let me first before i talk about from administrative perspective i'll talk about at an individual level okay sure at an entrepreneurial level at a you know someone who is an entrepreneur what, what kind of and i would say simple an inquisitive mind a, a lateral thinker a preventative and a comprehensive approach so yeah. someone who is always prepared to think outside the box and say okay what is the way i can make this better what is an option here what can be done there is a problem and in india for example i have read a wonderful success story of this young entrepreneurs who used uh, the flowers in a temple yeah. uh, used in a temple to produce uh, you know lo- lovely colors and stuff a few other by products from it right yeah. so what was it it was someone looking at it as a and suddenly he saw a solution in that problem yeah and so that cannot be taught uh, and i think uh, intrinsically i believe that india has a natural advantage they can they should be able to think laterally you know we used to talk about this indian concept of jugad but this is more than a jugad this is more about yeah few so that would be at an individual level right you know and and i think that could be that thought process could be applied to any problem yeah at a administrative level say for niua or government organizations yeah i think i think they have to be prepared to be a bit more bold about this and a bit more vocal about this they yeah. need to perhaps bring it uh, to the attention of their political masters yeah uh, and they look you know sir you are you know your excellency we are missing out on this opportunity this is something that is going to yeah there might be some short term resistance and short term pain yeah but you know what this is an essential step that we need to take and an urgent step we need to take and then they would be getting the mandate hopefully from their political masters say okay go ahead start to put in some systems start to put in some policies start to putting some sort of uh, regulatory and commercial measures yeah to to enable this okay that would be my request to the administrators that look at this as a wonderful opportunity look at environment as not a cost imposition look at sustainability as not a cost imposition but an essential part an essential ingredient for a prosperous future you know you know and we, you see i mean you see already now that we didn't put price on the nature and now we are paying a price for it <laughs> i i do agree with it i i i absolutely agree and i think this uh, this should be the final crux of our this episode as well that we are now made to pay for what we are doing it's exactly right and we are paying through our noses aren't we absolutely absolutely i think it's uh, the high time that we start doing things in a way which 
this is i think this is we have gone beyond a point that we are looking at efficiency we are looking at Correct. things which are structurally just makes more sense uh, yes, yes. than what we have been okay. doing till now and i i do hope so that uh, you and i both and a lot of other people who are in this journey together can make a difference on these lines uh, and uh, hopefully be able to bring this to india as well on the lines that you have been yeah. able to do it in adelaide and south australia i i i really hope so punit and i think as another quality i should say and i'm talked about an inquisitive mind and a lateral thinker i think a circular economist has to be an eternal optimist um, <laughs> he or she has to yeah. always be an optimist because if we don't do it then nobody else is going to do it true true i agree with it thank you so much uh, mr hemant for those words i i feel it that was the high point for us to uh, close this episode as well uh, thank you so much punit i appreciate it. yeah loved to loved the chat and conversation it's a pleasure to to talk to you again and always the good work that you and niua and other people are doing uh, in india i i wish you every success uh, anything that i'm happy to uh, either i can contribute in your uh, sort of uh, work um, uh, you know i'm always more than willing to do so but thank you absolutely and we'll let you know wherever we can collaborate together so and look uh, forward to thank you you have been listening to understanding the future podcast to know more about climate center for cities check out our website www.niua.org/c-q the show is conceptualized produced and edited by punit gandhi senior associate at cq you can now subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel which can be accessed through the credits also don't forget to follow us on our social media for more updates do share your reviews with us and help us spread the podcast to your friends and colleagues do write to us if you would be interested in learning about any specific topics thank you and stay tuned for our next episode